opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind, I'm Brian McCallan. Today's guest is a blind musician with quite an insightful vision. His name is Joey Stuckey. Joey is an award-winning blind singer-songwriter, guitarist, producer, composer, television and radio personality, sound engineer, music columnist, and educator. He's also making Georgia's official music ambassador. Joey joins us to talk about his huge musical talent. Hey, Joey. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Let's get to know you. How did you lose your sight? Well, I was uh, about 18 months old, and my mom felt like something was wrong with her child. You know, parents parents know these things. And uh, she uh, she went took me to the doctor several times. And said, I don't think my child, uh, something just doesn't seem right. Uh, and they said, no, no, he's fine. Go home and bake cookies. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then my 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 dad sat me down, um, you know, just kind of like let go of my hand for a second. And I walked off a flight of 30 stairs. And they were like, oh, OK. So they rushed me to the hospital because they were scared I hurt myself. And the doctor's like, oh, I think he's blind. And so what was happening was I had a brain tumor. And the brain tumor was growing so fast that it was basically uh, just sort of crushing the optic nerves and things like that from the inside, just, just by the sheer uh, rate of growth and pressure. So it was basically sort of ripping the wiring out from inside the way I kind of think about it. So it, it took away my, my eyesight, uh, my sense of smell. Um, it also destroyed my adrenal function, uh, destroyed my thyroid glands. So uh, my, my endocrine system basically is non-existent. Um, so that's, that's kind of how it all happened with, and then they, they eventually, uh, did operate, got the tumor out. And basically what, you know, the, the, the long and the short of it is that, uh, they said, look, this, this is back in the, you know, the, the mid seventies and, uh, kind of the dark ages of medicine compared to what we do today. And they said, you know, um, we're going to have to operate because we don't, he will die. But even if we do operate his chances of survival are very slim, and if he does live, he'll probably never walk or talk. Uh, but they, they said it's going to take about eight hours worth of surgery, and if we come out in less time than that, you know, you need to be prepared for the worst. They came out in about three hours or so, and the doctor just told my parents that he felt like a, a higher power had just taken hold of his hands and he just lifted the tumor out. Uh, so uh, it was it was very successful surgery, and, and clearly I'm I'm walking and talking. <laughs> so you know. Uh, it worked. It worked out okay. What got you out of the health issues, though the major health issues, and into music? Well, you know, my my parents uh, are incredible people. Uh, my dad's eighty-one. My mom's, I think, seventy-seven, uh, seventy-six, and um, they. I, I just all I can say is they just they just somehow rose to the occasion. Uh, to keep me feeling positive and happy and focused on on good things, and my house was always full of music. My mom loved, you know, uh, gospel, uh, you know, Baptist hymnal kind of stuff. Her her 
her father, my grandfather was a Baptist preacher. So uh, all the all the great you know uh, gospel hymns and stuff. And she, my mom also loved classical music, opera, and things like that. My dad had been uh, an amateur musician in his youth and and still plays today. And he he uh, he played you know country music, the classics like you know Hank Williams Sr. and and uh, Statler Brothers and and Chet Atkins and people like that. So so you know music was always a huge part of our lives. But you know I'll never forget my mom and dad are both such giving people. One Mother's Day, I was about seven years old, and this is back when the I don't know how it is where you're from, but one but here in the South. Um, the grocery stores used to have uh, albums, like vinyl albums that they would sell at the front of the store. You'd have that up front, and it had, you know, it wasn't a huge selection, but they'd have maybe, I don't know, 20 different titles. And one day my mom walked in to pick up something for Mother's Day because we were going to my grandma's house, and she came back out with a record, and it was a Beatles album. And my mom gave me this Beatles album. The, the actual album title was The Beatles Yesterday and Today because the Beatles had been broken up for a while by the time I was, you know, older, old enough to care. And, uh, but she gave me this album on Mother's Day because, I mean, again, here is Mother's Day. We're also going to be thinking about, you know, our moms, and here she is thinking about me instead. And um, she gave me that record, and um, I didn't know who the Beatles were. I mean, I was seven years old or something. And, uh, but I played that record, and it was a transformative moment for me. It, it was just, I don't know, I just connected with it. It was a record that I played whenever I didn't feel well, whenever I was kind of, you know, you know, having health issues. There are days where it's like, man, I am so tired of not feeling well. You know, you, you just kind of like, oh, can I just have a day without feeling bad? And so whenever I'd have one of those kind of uh, moments, I'd put this record on. It always made me feel better. And honestly, you know, again, in my early childhood, you know, it was really mostly about survival. Uh, so I never considered being a musician for a living, but that Beatles record was the moment that I started really understanding the power of music to create positive change. And then by the time I was 13, um, I had, uh, again, I had a, just these, you know, sort of bouts of uh, ill health. I had pneumonia and had to spend the entire summer basically in the hospital and at home recovering. And I discovered old-time radio dramas, things like The Lone Ranger and, uh, you know, the, the Shadow and all these things. And I realized I had an epiphany. I said, oh, my gosh, I could, you know, the old radio shows were music, sound effects, and dialogue. So for a blind person, they were perfect. And I thought, man, I could create sound effects like that. I could do that for film and TV. And so I became obsessed with the idea of doing sound effects for film and TV when I got, you know, became an adult. Well, if you fast forward a few years later, I got my first job at 15 as a sound technician at the, the local planetarium. And from that moment, a bunch of people that were my age and older uh, that were volunteering or working at the planetarium or working at the museum said, hey, we understand you got some recording equipment. Can, can my band come record at your house? Oh, sure, whatever. You know, so, yeah, I'll record you. So, that's how my studio business got started. And I, I heard when I was 17, I heard a little garage band come into my little home studio, my attic, and they played an original song they'd written. And I was like, man, if they can do it, I can do it. And music is the vehicle that I want to tell my story. And so from that moment on, I dedicated myself to being a musician, 
and a recording engineer and a producer, and I have never had another job except making music. That's I, I started getting paid to, to do it when I was about 19 years old. I'd moved out of my attic into a building downtown, and I have not I have not looked back since. Wow, that that's you you were able to beat a lot of your health issues and what well, while still having some and still do music. That is quite yeah. amazing, Joey. Well, it's you know, I'll tell you, <clears throat> my willpower is you know, ninety percent of the time it's enough to push me through a day even when I'm not feeling well. Now, my sweet wife, um, worries about that and she's i i ended up being so lucky as to not only marry someone that is lovely and kind and sweet and smart jennifer? but is also that, is that, is that yeah jennifer? miss jennifer that's right you better believe it and she but she's also an advanced practice nurse <laughs> that comes in pretty handy there you go. <laughs> so um so it, it really does literally there's a note on my doctor's office because i don't we don't call if i've just got a little sniffle or something like that if we call there's a problem because I'm a, I'm a professional patient and she's a you know advanced practice she has a master's degree in nursing, so uh, if we call you know, we need help and so uh, there's literally a note in my chart that says if if Joey or Jennifer calls just give them whatever they need <laughs> you know whatever whatever it is they they're calling because they need something and just do whatever they ask and uh, literally I mean literally because they know that we don't call if we don't need something and if if we can't handle it on our own then, you know, it's, it's something more important, but, but anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, my willpower, like my, my sweet wife thinks sometimes that I should rest more, um, than I do, but, um, and, and I, I don't, I respect her judgment immensely, but that being said, you have to live life, um, and you have to live it in a way that's meaningful for you and whatever that means. And for me, I, I have to do this music. I mean, this, this, this music is not, it's really not a choice for me. Uh, it, it's, I, I tell people all the time, like if I could choose to be in a different business, I would because the music business is really just full of uh, highly deluded people and, uh, and just real weird. And it's, it's just a, a very difficult business. But the thing is making music is just how my soul works. That's just, you know, I, I am called to do it. And it, it is, it's really not a choice for me. And so I tell my students, like, look, you know, I believe that you can do anything you want to do. And I believe that in life, you know, everything's available if you're willing to pay the price. And, the, you know, music has some price tags that go with it. Um, and uh, one of the things that you need to do if you want to be able to survive in the music business You've got to love it so much that it hurts you not to do it. If that's how you feel, then, then by all means, be in the music business because that's what will insulate you. And, and this is true for any business, any passion. But that passion will insulate you from the sheer amount of crazy that you have to put up with. Uh, it's, you know, it seems like it should be a simple thing. You, you, you write a song. People enjoy your singing and playing and you go out and you entertain people and, and, you know, and you bless people with this gift of music. But sadly, it's not that simple. And there's just so many weird, you know, things, uh, you know, people get very territorial sometimes. I don't believe in that. I, I believe, I don't believe that we should fight over the, 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 the pie. I thought like we should work together to make the pie bigger. So there's room for everybody. 
So that that's my philosophy. But there's a lot of people that don't feel that. But anyway, my, my point is, you know, if you if you are really obsessed with music and it hurts you, you know, not to do it, then by all means come join us and and there's room for you and I believe you can do anything you want to do. And I tell my students, like, look, if you want to sell out 80,000-seat arenas, that is not an unreasonable goal. Dream big. But just realize that there's a lot of work that goes into that moment. And people say, oh, this, this artist was an overnight sensation or whatever. But that's not really true. It's an overnight sensation that's been 20 years in the making. You, you, you teach. Where do you teach? Well, <clears throat> I will teach anywhere that I'm asked to. So I do a couple different things. Uh, I have my recording studio, and I teach private lessons there. I also teach at two universities here in my hometown of Macon, Georgia, uh, Mercer University, which was my alma mater uh, when I went to school the first time. Uh, I'm currently working towards a master's degree at Berkeley um, online. Uh, and then, um, Berkeley? Uh, but then, and then I also teach for uh, they just changed the name of this college, but it's Middle Georgia State University is the name now. So I teach music technology and music business uh, for both those uh, universities as adjunct faculty. I want to know more about your, your the actual music you play. You got sure. a band, the Joey Stuckey Band. They perform nationally. Tell us about yeah. the band. Well, <clears throat> it's a, it's a funny thing, you know. Bands are really hard to keep together. So. When I first started, I was part of several different bands. And what I found out was that I was, you know, there's, there's in every group, uh, whether it's work or church or whatever, um, you know, there's, there's usually one or two people that do most of the work and the other people kind of just sort of, you know, skate by. And uh, I, I started realizing that I was the one doing all the work. And I was like, well, if I'm doing all the work and taking all the responsibility and all the blame, um, I might as well have all the credit too. So I stopped being in bands and became, you know, an artist that has a band. And so, you know, most bands are theoretically democratic. Uh, I am not, uh, I am, <laughs> I'm the boss in my band and, you know, uh, you know, we're going to do what I want to do. And, and I'm very honest about that. You know, when I'd ask people to participate, I'm like, you know, here's, I'm not saying my way is the right right way. I'm really not. I'm I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying it's the way we're going to do it because because I'm the one putting you know spending all the money and all you know I'm the one doing all the work. So um, I have I have several different configurations. Now in my early career, I wanted to have a huge band. I had like you know seven or eight guys, but that is a really hard thing to maintain because you got so many different schedules. And you have a, you know, it's hard to fit in a smaller club and it's hard to get enough money to pay everybody something decent. So um, I moved down to like a five piece for a long, long time. And I still have that group that's ready to, to play. But I have basically pared things down to uh, solo guitar and vocal performance, which is just me. Um, and I've been touring this year really heavy. I've been just with, just with me and my guitar. I've been, I've done New York City. In fact, I just got back from a tour in New York City. So I've done New York City, um, Washington, D.C., um, Detroit, um, L.A. Um, so I've done all those, uh, you know, on my own, Connecticut, just me and the guitar. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then with my bands, I have two different trios. So I have a, what we're calling progressive Americana, which is something we totally made up. 
but basically it's it's blues music with sort of like pop sensibilities uh, meaning that we focus a lot on melody and then it has some jazz um sort of jazz uh, blues guitar playing in it so there's there's it's primarily blues music, but it has some other sort of flavors. So that's the one trio. Right now I'm calling that Joey Stuckey Trio. And then, sometimes I call it um, JS3. And then the other trio is my jazz, uh, we just been calling it Jazz Combo. So that's my jazz group. And that is a different set of guys. And so in the, uh, the JS3 or the Joey Stuckey Trio, it's myself, a guitar and vocal. I have a, a Nestor Hines, my bass player, who uh, plays bass and also sings backup vocal, and my drummer Charles Arnold, and we are just you know you know very much um, you know a blues rock you know band, and we have a lot of fun. And then the the jazz group is me on guitar and vocals again, of course, and my buddy Tom Rule on piano, and he is actually left-handed, and so his left hand is really good, so. He plays bass guitar samples on the keyboard with his left hand and all the piano stuff with his right hand. So it actually sounds like we have an extra guy. And then on drums, just depending on who's available, uh, I have a, a Adam Wolf or Miguel Castro uh, who, who sort of trade out drums. Um, and so we have a trio. And again, the reason is the reason for these trios is it's, it's just logistically and financially easier. Um, to to get gigs that can pay three guys a decent wage instead of having to pay five or seven guys. That's great. How can we learn everything about Joey Stuckey? Well, the best way, um, I I love to meet people. I mean, honestly, the joy of touring and performing um, and and going to these places and meeting new people, um, that is just such a joy. and, And we love it. And, you know, I, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, I'm happy to change lives for the better through the power of music one song at a time, one person at a time. If if I've helped anyone in any way uh, have a better day or a better week or whatever, then I, mission accomplished. So uh, come out to a show is a great way. We we come early. We stay late. We shake hands and kiss babies. You know, we'll take pictures with you. We'll We'll sign CDs. Whatever you want, we're there. And we appreciate people coming out to the shows because – that's that's you know basically you know the audience is our boss i mean that's who we work for and so without without the audience you know we don't have a job so we really appreciate the fans so that's one thing my social media stuff i mean uh my twitter is at j stucky music instagram at j stucky music facebook as uh, facebook.com slash joey stucky um so all those places are great ways to, to to chat and to visit but of course i think the best way is to go to joeystuckey.com and that's J-O-E-Y-S-T-U-C-K-E-Y.com. And that has a lot of information and lots of great ways to get in touch. And we have a, a, something called the Fan Zone that we've worked really hard to make um, you know, exciting. And if you sign up for the email newsletter, we only send out about one a month. Uh, if you sign up for that email newsletter, you, know, you get some free music. Uh, if you post about something that we're doing on your on your social media you'll get some free music so we have a lot of ways to help you know make make you part of our journey 
Um, but you can explore the music and, and listen to it risk-free and, and see if it's something that moves you or not. And, you know, my music's not for everybody. Um, I think that I think anyone that loves music will respect the effort that we put into making our music good, but that doesn't mean that you have to like it. I mean, you know, there's plenty of people out there that are very talented uh, who are big stars, but their music just doesn't move me. So that's okay. It's not for everybody. But, uh, you know, come and check out the Fan Zone, and you'll get a chance to, uh, you know, check it out for yourself risk-free. <laughs> okay. um, before we go, can you sing a little bit for us? Well, I will sing for you. I just want to warn you, I am getting over a cold, so my voice is a little scratchy. But I will, I will do my best for you and see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, let me, I've got, actually, I'll grab my guitar here. I don't know if you'll be able to hear that over the phone, but I'll go ahead and grab a guitar, too. There's never one too far away. And yeah, we'll see what this is something I have to sing, being the official music ambassador making Georgia today. You know, this is this is important. So. <laughs> by your music and may also be inspired to work in the music business or just have fun. Absolutely. You know, I'll tell you, I would just love to say in closing that, sure. you know, I'm working real hard to, um, to work with music manufacturers to make sure that blind people are thought about when it comes to the technology of music. And so we're working real hard on that. So if you have not had a chance to get into music and you want, you know, it doesn't have to be your career. It could be a hobby, but if everybody deserves the opportunity to experience music making. So, you know, have, have just know that there are people like myself out there working hard to try and make sure that we have the same tools as our sighted counterparts. And if you want to get involved in music, there's absolutely no reason that you can't. Nope, there isn't. So thanks so much for joining us today, Joey. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind, or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org. And my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember... 
to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Have you heard? There's a new show on ACB Radio Interactive. This is Jason Castingway inviting you to join me on Artfelt. I will be bringing music to you that stands out, pieces that fill the heart and rouse the body, from symphonies that ring to songs that swing to harmonies that zing. I can make my most fantastic most fantastic dreams come true. And everything in between. My goal is to take you on a musical safari, leaving you with the satisfaction of a journey well spent. So tune in to ACB Radio Interactive for Artfelt every Tuesday evening from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. For this is where music echoes the thoughts of the soul. The American Council of the Blind has established the Legacy Society to honor and recognize individuals who have communicated their intentions to include ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift. We want to acknowledge individuals for including ACB in their will while they are still living so that we can thank them for their commitment to perpetuating ACB's good work for years to come. Says ACB President Kim Charlson, more information about the Legacy Society and how you can help is available from Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin, T-T-O-B-I-N, at acb.org, or by phone at 800-424-8666, option 5. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio and for considering ACB's future financial needs. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. ACB Radio, where you're listening is our business.